from an Airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing the Lazy Buffalo Cabins and Cash, and later on in the show, most affordable cities for family vacations might be right here. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. You know, we talk about, I feel like we're we're becoming the, we'll just change our freaking podcast to the Cabin Boys. Oh, I, I have a better one. What? Cabana Air, Boys? Airbnb and OK. Oh, no. No? Okay. No, it's the Airbnb Boys. Well, I I do think that we found a good one. If you're looking for a getaway that has some genuinely breathtaking views. Seriously. The Lazy Buffalo Cabins in the Wichita Mountains. Dude, it's a great stay. They have a perfect score on Airbnb. It's not, you know, and it's not surprising because that location, right off, right off, it's when you say right off the highway, it makes you think it's like hustle and bustle and like you're going to die trying to get to the cabins. But the location, I mean, it's literally at the foot of the Wichita Mountains. I, I mean, I don't know that it gets, aside from being on a Wichita Mountain, I think having the best view you can possibly have. And I would be personally opposed to putting an Airbnb on oh, the top dude, of Mount Scott or something like that. Especially if they're, they don't have running water and you got to try to pee off the side of a mountain and not go ah, <laughs> to the bottom. Yeah, but the uh, the wild uh, the wildlife refuge is fifty nine thousand acres of mixed prairie grass, huge mountains, huge for Oklahoma mountains. I get it. I know. When you say that, I remember I remember one time telling somebody that was from uh, where were they from? Somewhere that had mountains, <laughs> somewhere that would claim we have mountains. And I said, Yeah, Wichita Mountains. Like, yeah, I've been there. They're like, That's a hill. I'm like, No, that's a mountain. The thing that bothers me about the haters of the Wichita Mountains. The splitting hairs of mountain versus... No, the I, the thing that bothers me yeah. about it the most is, like, just because they've been worn down, they're ancient mountains. They're ancient, like, yes. the Rocky Mountains are babies compared to the Wichita Mountains. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've been worn down over time. They were huge. They were huge. They were probably dinosaurs crawling through the craggly rocks at some point in time. Absolutely. And currently you can see herds of bison, longhorn, elk. Rattlesnakes maybe this time of year. Yeah, the rattlesnakes. That's to me, I'm sorry, that's the scariest thing about, I'll go face to face with a bison. I've seen the video. I know how it ends. (laughs) It looks like a cartoon. But not knowing, you can see a bison. You can see a longhorn. Yeah. A, a man out there. A bison's not really going to sneak up on you. No, 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 no. You're not going to, and you're not going to trip over one and it bite you on the back of the Achilles <laughs> and then you die. Yeah. That's it. That would be the only, that's the only downside to the Wichita Mountain Wildlife Reserve. Well, that and running out of gas or a flat. I think that <laughs> other than, you know, getting bit by a rattlesnake, there are other things to do. Right. Besides and I don't, I think. The chances of you getting bit by a rattlesnake are actually pretty low. I don't if you're I, if you're not poking them. I don't want to. I'm not going to. We we know traditionally how bad I am at math. I'm not going to attempt that percentage. Um, being struck by lightning versus being bitten by a rattlesnake versus being hit by a asteroid. Well, I think it's it's one of those things. So the other day I was talking. I was at a hibachi place. Uh huh. 
in Norman, Oklahoma, and I was talking to the chef. Yeah. And he's not from Oklahoma. He is from Louisiana. Really? And he is terrified of tornadoes. Yeah. And I'm like, but dude, you have hurricanes. Yeah, like yeah. The the number of people that die in hurricanes every year and the number of people that die in tornadoes, probably not anywhere near yeah, as the, bad for yeah. you. No. Like, you shouldn't worry about it like it's like living on the Gulf. You're not... Just because you live in the Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico, doesn't mean that you're going to die from a short uh, from a from a shark attack. Right. So living in Oklahoma, you're you're not dodging tornadoes on a regular basis unless you live in a neighborhood where there may or may not have a tornado magnet where they've got a well or they're filming an actual movie about it. Only in o- I don't know that there's anything, and we'll get back to the cabins, but I don't know that there's anything more only in Oklahoma. You, do is there anywhere else that film? Do they film like hurricane movies anywhere? No, we have a. They're filming a a, a Twister two movie. We actually did stop by there today. The yes, in Chickasha, Oklahoma. They've got a a couple of blocks blocked off, and they've built tornado sized it or whatever. <laughs> they <laughs> built the re, the remains of a tornado. It's crazy looking down the end of the, uh, looking, especially being on this side of the block where there's like kids running around and kid, riding bikes and having fun. And then they've got this one street blocked off and it looks like ground zero. It, it does. They did a, a bang up oh, job. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, the, the film company I think is Dirt Road Films, which oh. I think is badass. Yeah. It, I mean, if you can't make a movie about tornadoes, in your film, your production company's dirt ro- dirt road films. You're probably not doing it right, but yeah, tornadoes only in Oklahoma can you recreate a tornado in the place where people fear it the most. <laughs> the movie, to the best of my knowledge, is the sequel. Yes, to Twister, nineteen ninety six Twister with yep. Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt uh-huh. and Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest his soul, and everybody else that's left in there. Still. Um, so I, I don't know how the story is co- tied to the nineteen ninety six version, but uh, yeah, they're doing some filming down there. I think it's it's cool. We we kind of went kind of fa- I kind of I don't want to say fa- I acted more like a fan girl than I did a fan boy. I was like oh my god, oh yeah. I mean, I just get get excited about that kind of thing, but. On to the uh, now. Hold on, hold on. What? Hold on. What? 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 We, if if people have been listening to the outtakes of our shows, yeah. we have been talking a lot about movies lately. A lot of movies and talk. about how much movies make and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Do you know the original Twister is has made almost five hundred million dollars since? Yes. I don't doubt it. It has such a dude. That's huge. That's huge. It has such a cult following, even. I mean, they voted, devoted a, a a small museum to it. There are people that are just nutty for Twister, and most of them don't live here, though. Like, if you're from here, it's cool that they made a movie about a tornado, but tornado. But since you know we have a tradition of having tornadoes every year, um, <laughs> the fact that they're gla- they're glamorizing tornado hunting, uh, tornado hunting is that not even a thing? It's storm chasing and tornadoes. I'm sure there's some people that take some umbrage with that, but hey. It's here. It's Oklahoma. It it is. When in Oklahoma. <laughs> and I I am gonna say I don't think very many twisters make their way through the wildlife I've refuge. I've yet to hear I've had I've, maybe that's why the well, how maybe that's why the mountains have been worn down, there's tornadoes. <laughs> it's a possibility, but there are a ton of things to do down there. There are. Uh fishing, bird watching, mountain biking, hiking, rock climbing, kayaking. Yeah. Um and 
the property that we're talking about today actually has a pipe, uh, paved bike lane mm-hmm. that runs, connects to the wildlife refuge, which wow. I think is awesome. Yeah, it, it's not far from our friends down there in Medicine Park. It is very close yeah, to Medicine Park. Yeah, very close to Medicine Park as well. This place, though, has some unique features. They have an old pickup truck mm-hmm. that's set up just for watching the stars at night. Really? It's See, I'm, when I drove by there, the last time I was in Medicine Park or in that general vicinity, they were kind of, I, we could tell that they were kind of doing some painting and doing some small construction stuff, so I didn't see the truck there. That's cool, man. And as far as amenities, activities at the cabins, they have horseshoes set up, disc golf, a ton of outdoor games. They've got charcoal, charcoal grills, fire pits, firewood, everything you need. They actually went the extra mile on this. They have stations set up for cleaning small game and fish. Oh, wow. At the cabin. Dude, they've got, like, why would you ever want to leave? They have absolutely every, they surpass cabins that charge way over the top pricing and don't have any of these amenities. Because this is, especially when you're in a wildlife refuge area. Yeah. And find me a cabin that's got a cleaning station. Find me, hell, find me a cabin where you can play disc golf. There just ain't happening. And they have some modern amenities as well. Yeah. So if you're taking the kids, they've got free Wi-Fi, they've got Netflix, they've got guest laundry. So you you can wash your clothes, you know, if you're out in the mud and hiking up and down the trails a couple of days, you start to run out of socks. Hey, but you know the more, most important thing, free Wi-Fi. For you, yes. For the, no, for the kids, maybe, for their little tablets. But if you look, if if I told you that this place was cabins when you drove by there, what you see on the inside... It looks like an old-timey... Well, it looks like, like you're going to hitch a horse up somewhere. Yeah, it looks like a... I don't even like know. a facade from a from western. A, yeah, from a western. Seriously, it does. So, uh, as far as the cabins themselves go, they've got several, and we'll kind of touch base on some of them. Sure. Starting with Craterville Park Cabin, it's named in honor of the original park that opened in 1923. Oh. King size bed, love seat, full bathroom, all of the normal amenities for a walk-in tiled shower. That's not normal, buddy. I've stayed in a cabin that was supposed to be pretty nice. And it didn't have a walk-in <laughs> cabin. I had to twist the water on with a pair of pliers. Well, all of the cabins are themed. So, like, the next one on the list is going the going fishing cabin. There you go. One of the beds is an actual John boat turned into a bed. Now, that's cool, man. I think they put that there just in case of, like, a bl- biblical flood. We can, uh, Well, from what I'm hearing, we're going to get a biblical flood here pretty soon. Hopefully they're wrong, but... Fun fact, though. Fishing is open year-round at the Wichita Mountains with 13 lakes and 500, more than 500 acres of refuge waters with species of largemouth bass, sunfish, crappie, channel catfish. So there are plenty of opportunities for fishing. I absolutely. I, maybe you can, you got to back me up on this. The Wichita Mountain Wildlife Refuge, there's so much to do down there. If you're a hiking enthusiast, if you're a fisherman, if you're, a photographer, uh, I mean, name it. There's so many things to do out there. If you like prairie dogs, they've got those too. I mean, I just, I love, I freaking love it down there, man. Yeah, it's, it's, I think you probably avoid all of the summer months. I try to. Because really of the rattlesnakes yeah. and the sharks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but next on the list, though, is the Gambling Buffalo Cabin. It just opened in March. 
Yeah. It is. It, it's got two queen size beds, it full bathroom. It's all themed out with the casino theme, cards all over the place. Pair of queens, buddy. Get it? Pair of queens, two queens. Ha 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 ha. You're a poker guy. You I, you couldn't. I love you. We're not cutting this out. You're a poker guy. I've come in and watched. And I didn't you. come up with the pair of queens. I've beds. watched you watch hours of World Series of Poker from last year. From the first Dude, table I, to I'll the last watch, table. I'll watch hours of World Series of Poker from like 1982. Oh, I know. I'm like, is that guy wearing a freaking butterfly collar? And you couldn't come up with it. I had to come up with a pair of queens, and I hey, don't play Uno, dude. Uno's not a good It doesn't game. matter. I don't touch cards is the point. Anyway, missed opportunity. I agree. Pair of queens. I you went. You didn't go all in. You folded. Is what happened. Yes. <laughs> uh, next on the list, though, is the Tour de Bison Cabin. Apparently, there are 26 miles of designated bike trails in the Wichita Mountains. I had no idea. Did you ride a bike 26 miles? I could not. I was glad you said you couldn't. I could ride a bike one mile 26 times over about six years. I can't tell you the last time I rode a bike, but it's nice to know if I want to ride one 26 miles, I know exactly where to go. (laughs) Um, Again, they have two two queen-size beds in this one, whole bathroom, large walk-in, tiled shower. It is fully themed with the cycler in mind. Yeah. It has a gigantic mural uh, that was created by the daughter of the owners. It's a bison riding a bicycle. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I saw that. That's really cute. Yeah. And again, it's just three miles from the entrance to the Wichita Mountains. You can ride your bike right on over there. And then hope to not get bitten by a rattlesnake. Those are land sharks, buddy. They hide. They lay in wait for you to trip over them. Have you seen some of the rattlesnakes they pull out of there? Yes. They're hogs. I I know if there's anybody from PETA listening to us that they're going to eat a, eat our lunch for this. They're going to eat a PETA eat a. But it's one of the reasons that I think the rattlesnake roundups are good for the good, good for, for the, the environment, good <laughs> for the planet. Like I'm so, I I try to love all animals, but when your when your sole purpose is to sneak up and bite me in the back and kill me with right, yeah, I, I'm not a super. I, fan. And I'm I'm walking through and you're just you're just sitting there doing nothing. Maybe not eating for you know weeks at a time. It's my fault. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Peta. I'm gonna eat a rattlesnake on a Peta. Is what I'm. Gonna, what's gonna happen? <laughs> I'm gonna have to say that I have tried rattlesnakes at. Is it good? I'm not a fan. It's not. I hate it when it tastes like chicken. Probably does yeah, taste like chicken, true. but it's got tiny little bones in it. Just kind of freaks you out a little bit. Uh, it's like getting those sardines that got the still have the bones in them. Except rattlesnake bones are all like super like, sharp, super and, sharp, and deadly. like they want to kill you after the fact too. Right? They, like they, you, you won the yeah. the battle, but I'm going to win the war. They're trying to kill you from nose to tail. Right. I like. I fancy a a Longhorn burger though, which again the mirrors. Mears is right down the road. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Longhorn, yeah. the next cabin is the Saving the Longhorn cabin. All of the decorations are the owner's grandkids' favorite things while exploring the Wichita Mountains. That's awesome. Um, it sleeps up to four guests. It looks like a fun cabin. Listen, what I like so far, you know, we've read off a few of the cabins already. What I really like is that they're not just they're not just renting cabins. They all didn't these just cabins slap it together well, just and the, for the purpose and of they and they put their own personal touch into almost all of them if not all of them i mean from the from the artwork to you know how they've chosen to do the the longhorn cabin they're 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 putting time 
effort, love, attention, because you don't want to you don't want to be here today, gone tomorrow. Because there's always going to be another cabin somewhere. How do you how do you win me over though? You do this right here. And they really kind of tap into the history. So, like in 1907, that that's when the Wichita Mountains got 15 uh, buffalo delivered by rail uh-huh. from New York. Our buffalo came from New York. How weird is that? That the buffalo and the the, the original buffaloes came to Oklahoma in a train. But here's what I will say to that: from New York, they were stolen from somewhere else. Oh no, I agree 100. Not it's a question just weird about it. To yeah, me. it is. But they have a cabin called the Rojo Buffalo Cabin, which yeah. the, the decor is inspired by the heritage of the buffalo. Again, I think there's just a ton of history. History painstakingly kind of dispersed throughout each cabin. And speaking of history, though, like there are stories that Bell Starr or Jesse James were in the area, and there might be some treasure that has never been found. So they have a cabin dedicated to that called the Silver Spur Cabin. Yep. Kind of celebrates the Wild West era. And they have another cabin that ties into that as well, which is the Iron Door Cabin, which is, there are some... This is exactly what I was going to lead into next. Go ahead. No, no, I mean, I mean, it's, it, there's legends of whether or not the James Gang have, have a cache of gold or coin or money in the hidden in the Wichita Mountains. There's nothing... There's no treasure map that leads you to believe where it might be, but that's kind of been my grandpa, who was a treasure hunter, Orville Williams, told me about that story when I was a kid. I was just fascinated by it. So, again, I, I love how they're and injecting. That story, the way I understand it, is that the gold is hidden behind an iron door that was taken from yeah. a train. I've been around the wildlife reserve a lot. I, I don't know that there are a lot of places that you could have hidden a giant iron door, but maybe maybe it's you know covered with rock or maybe it's hidden somewhere. I don't know if you're if you're into treasure hunting. Yeah, it th- that's the thing. You could easily get gold fever. Oh yeah, for sure. And then lastly, they have so the bunkhouse has a venue attached. Oh, so the bunkhouse will sleep eight eight. Carries over the western vibe of the cabins. It's a 2,400 square foot space. Includes a large open area, two themed bunk rooms, two and a half bathrooms, full kitchen, a serving bar, outdoor picnic area. Gee whiz. And then the venue, the venue space will accommodate 65 guests. It has stained floors throughout, kind of bringing in the the beauty of the area. It's a mixture of vintage bricks and various tones of barn wood to create the aesthetic for the entire place. They have flat screen televisions and projectors with remote controls and drop down screen. Really neat seating areas. They have a poker table, electronic dartboard, vintage coin operated horse. Dude, it's oh, like dude. the whole nine. Dude, it really is. It's got the you know the you know I like those floors that are that they sand and stain just the concrete. Mm-hmm. You got to see it. It's, it's I've seen all the pictures. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's super cool. It looks. It looks like you're, okay, when I was a kid, we were kids, you would go to um, the Cowboy Hall of Fame, and there's a certain area you go through where they kind of had this, kind of a set that looked like you're in the West, and here's a, a gel cell, and here's a this, and here's the canteen or whatever, or cantina. This is what this looks like on the inside of the bunkhouse. It reminds me of that. It's got like the gel cell door. Got, yeah, that's so freaking cool, man. No, they, this is... This could have been done really generically 
slap together some steel cabins, you know, plumb them out and rent them out for 129 a night because of the location. Golly, I would, I don't know what I would do. If I roller skated, I'd probably, no, they probably wouldn't want you to do that. I mean, the amount of space in the bunkhouse one. Definitely, if you're if you're having like a hell a wedding wedding shower or a wedding reception, hell, you could have a wedding in here for twenty four hundred square feet. Yeah, it's super cool, man. I mean, and you wouldn't you would not know this was there. It's like I said, it's almost like a facade, and it just opens up into this whole other. I hate to say a whole new world because then it sounds like we're talking about Aladdin. <laughs> but it's aside from being yeah. Aside from being covered by the Only an OK Show, they've also gotten attention from the Discover Oklahoma team, oh, sure. KSWO News Stories, Lawton Living Magazine. They've gotten a lot of love. And like I said, five-star Airbnb rating. Yeah. It's well worth the look if you're going to be in the area yeah, or it's a, a lock. family in coming area. in, you need to have a small party. It, I think it's it checks a lot of boxes. If you want more information, though, Check them out at LazyBuffaloCabins.com. Well, coming up after the break, the most affordable cities for family vacations. I'm Raven Rollins, and this is my Southern True Crime podcast where I discuss cases from my former hometown. Ada, Oklahoma paints itself as an average community, but its history of murder and corruption runs deeper than any story has ever told. You'll hear plenty of special guests, including authors and experts in their fields, who visit with me on each episode, as well as other cases in the southern states. With notorious and unknown cases alike, every victim sees the light on my show. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. So, Brett, we made another major publication, Forbes magazine. The only case show made it? Really? God, yes. man, we're we're doing pretty good. They used us as a reference. No, they did not. Well, then you know the help they can get. You know? Oklahoma made a list. Most affordable cities for family vacations. I would totally agree with that. I never get to leave Oklahoma. This is the cheapest place for me to go. And you know what? And for you, somebody that is, you know, you're a man about many towns. <laughs> I am. I think you can vouch for this place being... For value for value, I don't see why people leave, honestly. Well, according to a recent survey, 84% of parents are very likely to travel with their children. And obviously, vacation is expensive, it especially is. when there are kids involved. Because here's the thing, especially if you, you've got your kids conditioned to go to Disney. Can you imagine the pressure? Like, we're not going to go to Disney this year. We're going to go to catfishing. What? I mean, you know what I mean? It's a hard yeah. sell going from a mouse in a house to a cabin by the lake. But have you seen those Disney vacation? Dude, it's stuff ridiculous. Is, stuff is scary. I will, I refuse. You've boycotted Disney. I refuse to tell my kids that there's a place where they can go see Mickey Mouse because the place where Mickey Mouse lives is a fortress. <laughs> and it costs, there's a heavy bounty. It's there's not a value. It's hard to find it anywhere. It's hard to find a value for a vacation. So Forbes analyzed the cost of airfare, hotels, rental cars, and restaurant meals across 53 major U.S. cities. Uh-huh. They found that Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, is one of the best deals that you can get. 
dollar yeah. for dollar. Gee, I want to leave and fly back here for three grand or whatever. I, I had no Dude, idea it was I, a cheap, that so cheap to be here. The the thing that I think we can get myopic about. Okay. It's there's a ton of stuff to do. There really is the Boathouse District, the Myriad Gardens, yeah. Six Flags, Frontier City. Uh, that's Six all in Flags. Well, it's all well. They're owned by Six Flags, uh, but yes, you're close. Frontier City. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Hurricane Harbor, and pretty soon in the next few years, the Okana down there with the two mile, four mile swimming pool. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff to do. There really is. Number seven on the list, though. Is Tulsa. Yeah, I'm not shocked. And so Oklahoma City being number one, Tulsa number seven, as, as far as price goes, dude, it's so easy to do a twofer, though. Yeah, it really is. You can go to the gathering place. Uh, there are a ton of So much to do. To do. Yeah. I love, I hate to say it, if you told me to, to choose between Oklahoma City and Tulsa, I got to go with my people, Tulsa. What? I'm kind of partial to Tulsa. I can't, it's a hard sell. Let's go to Tulsa. Well, rounding out the top five, though, so Oklahoma City, Toledo. Toledo, really? Orlando, Florida, Buffalo, New York, and Wichita, Kansas. What I'm shocked about is that Idaho's not on the list. That sounds like it would be a value. I don't know. I don't know. I may have to do some research. We we covered an Idaho show, Paranormal, way back when. I don't know what you could what to do in Idaho, but... Uh, there will be potatoes involved, but I'm just really surprised they're not on this list. <laughs> Are there any? See, though, they this is compiled by 53 major U.S. cities. I don't know if there are any major cities in Idaho. We're not giving them enough credit. Who's us? We. Who's this we you're talking about? The royal we, you know. The, we've talked not, not dis, disparagingly about Idaho, but there was a time where we were like, does Idaho Idaho even there exist? There was a conspiracy theory that, that might have been what we talked about. Yeah, the internet for a while that Idaho, I think it was Idaho, yeah, doesn't even exist. That like you can't find anybody who's actually been to Idaho. Well, you know, we live in a state where there's a lot of ghost towns, but a ghost state, yeah, is a whole a ghost, level. yeah, it's a whole other a whole other conversation for another time. But apparently, if you are anywhere near Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Making a trip to Oklahoma, you got to think outside the box a little bit. A little Let's bit. be honest. You know, there's there's not a whole lot of ocean in Oklahoma. But, hang on, yeah. Down at the Boathouse District, River Sports, you you can surf. You can I know. Surf. I have a a friend of mine who picked up surfing about a year and a half ago, and now he's like a pro. Okay, so here's the thing: you can at the Boathouse District learn how to surf. You yeah. can go surf. You can have fun surfing. Shark free. But let's be honest. Yeah. Is it in Oklahoma? You're not going to have that experience of that rancid, like rotting fish smell coming yeah, up out of the ocean, true. or get the stinging salt in your eyes, or those little crabs like mm-hmm. biting you all over. Like you, you miss out on all the cool experiences yeah. of going to say. And if you're a surfer, if you're a surfer at River Sports, nothing against you. But you're not going to be an Endless Summer 3, a documentary about riding the biggest waves in Oklahoma. <laughs> it's just not going well, to happen. I, but it's never still cool. Say never. never say never. You're right there on the river. Yeah, you're right we there. We have tornadoes. Man. So maybe a tornado causes a tsunami-sized like river Listen, wave. Stranger things have happened. We've had sharknadoes. So, yes. I mean, 
there's a there's so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. There's a chance. Anyway, if you want more information on the top places to stay on a budget, according to Forbes, we will include a link in the show notes. So before we get out of here, we do have a little bit of listener feedback. Amanda Christopher reached out. She uh, made a prediction that you were going to cry at Guardians of the Galaxy. But she was talking about the G.I. Joe Repair Shop and Museum in Lone Wolf, Oklahoma. Really? She said her little cousin grew up with the uh, with the big G.I. Joe figurines. And she didn't remember how he got them, but she used to steal them and have... <laughs> Have dates with her Barbies and they'd God. sit in the hot tub and hang out in the Barbie house. Didn't Barbie know any better than you know what happens when you meet a GI when they're on layover? Or they're, you know what I mean? When they're TDY, they're bye bye. You know what I mean? They, they, Barbie should just stick with Ken. Just Ken never had any aspirations of the, the military. All he did was chase Barbie. He wanted to be with Barbie. But Barbie, much like every... I'm not saying I've been in a relationship where I was the guy that was constantly the support animal to a woman that continually allowed herself to be abused emotionally. I'm just saying. I may or may not. I sound like I have experience. You you sound very out of it. <laughs> but Barbie, why can't you just... Why can't you just love Ken? Just love Ken. Why are we trying to force Barbie to be anything other than... I don't think Barbie was forced to do anything in this situation. Yeah, it sounds like rules. Barbie was calling them... If there's no Barbie, there is no Ken, is there? If there's no Barbie, there may not be any J.I. Joe. <laughs> okay, this may be getting a little too deep for me. Um, if you have any... <laughs> Uh, if you have any insight into the G.I. Joe Barbie paradox <laughs> fiasco, uh, feel feel free to let us know all about it. You can hit us up on Facebook, shoot us over an email, onlyanokshow at gmail.com. New episodes every week, whether you like it or not. I'm Brett. And I'm Harley, and we're out of here. Peace. And the winner of Best Album of the Year, Slappity G. I'm like, Album of the Year is Slappity G? Who gives Slappity G Album of the Year? And, and the nominations for the nominations for Album of the Year are Stevie Nicks, Slappity G, and some other person. And the winner is Slappity G. Like, how are these people that no one's heard of? Yeah, no, I agree. So I have a question. I was thinking about this. Because I've been on the road a lot. You've been on the road a lot. What's your go-to road trip mix? Do you go 90s what? Here's what I go. I'm going to give category. Oh, we're going by category. Well, kind of. Okay. I'll give you channels that I have, Pandora channels Okay. that I have. Eric Clapton, Journey. Okay. Eminem. Okay. Chris Stapleton. Okay. Travis Tritt. Okay. Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. Ray Charles. Now, I would say that probably buried it somewhere either in between the Chris Stapleton and the Travis Tritt, there's a Morgan Whalen song in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Randy Travis. Okay. Everclear. All right. Belle Bib DeVoe. Okay. Outcast. All right. Justin Timberlake. Okay. Billy Joel. Yeah. Minute Work. Okay. Michael Jackson. But here's the thing about some of those categories. And the thing I don't like about stations, as, as Pandora does it, 
is the chances of having an overlap percentages are pretty good to say you do a Michael Jackson one. You, you may, you may get a minute work or a Billy Joel in there and vice versa. Oh yeah. But I guess more to my point is, is there an era of music that you're more nostalgic about? And there's a reason why I'm asking this. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily mean we lived the nineties. Okay. So naturally we kind of gravitate. There's a gravitas to the nineties. That but word does it doesn't mean, doesn't mean what does it mean? Gravitas. Is, it has the weight. Okay. There's a weight to it. Okay. Look it up. No, not gravitas. You're no. you're drawn to. It's a bad. I'm sorry. It's a terrible example for a word that I don't ever really ever use. What genre are you drawn to the most? Uh, Gun to your head. Well, it's got to be seven. So typically, would you say your music is probably you lean more to not what you experienced in real time? Like, for me, grew up in the 90s. I can take or leave some of the 90s stuff. But for the most part, I'm just like you. 70s, 80s, 2000s. But as far as going, turning back the hands of time, the 90s just doesn't do it for me. In every road road trip I've been on recently, 90s. And I'm driving and I'm letting it happen. I just, when I hear songs, I'm like, yeah, I was there. I mean, it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't have the, I don't know what it is. Gravitas, high seriousness, as in a person's bearing or the treatment of a subject. Okay. So, is there a music that you're serious about? The new leader has an air of gravitas that commands respect. Okay. Oh say, okay. Oh say, oh say, oh say. Today, oh say today, oh say. So, is there is there a a genre of music that you have a <laughs> a gravitas you're more serious about? No. And I had this discussion over the weekend. I just, when I hear the 90s stuff, I don't, there's some of it. I go, oh, hey, hey. There are, th- but, okay, the thing about most genres of music. Yeah. I have to be in the mood. Absolutely. 100%. So there are times where you catch me at the right time. I'm in the right mood. 90s music's cool and I'll listen to it for fucking six hours straight. For six hours straight. But there are other times where. You catch me in the wrong mood, and I'm like, this is all garbage. Like, I'm sorry, Nirvana. Can you grow out of, of musical taste? Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I look at some of the music that I used to listen to, I'm like, I'll listen to a song and go, oh, yeah, I remember where I was when, when that song was on. But I don't feel compelled to go back and download every album. I'm like, yeah, no. it, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know what, I always felt like I was different because I didn't just immediately love them. When I think of the 90s, not to be too serious, but it was some of the most painful chapters of my life, some of the most angst-filled, yeah. angry. I just, I wanted to get the hell out of there. My fondest memories were 84 to, you know, 89. <laughs> like, there was a five-year chapter where I went to the lake during the summer and went on these little mini vacations with my cousins and stuff. And then when I got older, it was summer school, it was night school, it was... You know, I was punk rock without being punk rock. Like, <laughs> screw you, mom and dad, you know? Uh, <laughs> throwing the bird up all the time. Yeah. So the 90s just, I don't know, it's just a its a sore, it's a tender subject. I, I just wonder what you thought about road, and what goes into your thought process on road trip music. Because I think you can, I really think you could make a, a mix. I don't want to say mixtape because nobody does that, but of road trip songs. Oh, yeah. And... Dude, a bunch of those for me yeah. are going to be Clapton mm-hmm. and Kansas. Uh, and depending, also, it's also depending on what time of the day you're on the road. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you one that I'm done with. What? 
a song that I would have at one point in time in my life said absolute should be required by law to include in your mixtape for road trips. Turn the page. Golden Earring. Oh, Radar Love? Yeah, Radar Love. Why are you done with it? Because it pops up so often. Yeah, I think it's just... Played out? I think it took them 40 years, but they played it out. Hmm. Uh, Turn the page is one. A good one. Um, Yeah, Bob... Anything Bob Seger. Anything Bob Seger. Bob, it's like... I feel guilty to listen to him because I don't own a motorcycle. Because every other song he has is about getting on the back of a motorcycle and driving up to a mountain and flying off the edge of it with an eagle. Um, Let's see. Layla's a good one. Um... Rambling, Derek and the Dominoes, yeah, or yeah, yeah, Eric yeah. Clapton, Derek and the Dominoes, uh, Rambling Man by um, the Allman Brothers is a good one. Yeah, dude, don't get me started on that one. Main Street, it is my favorite. Why aren't you playing it on here? Um, it's it's my favorite Seeger song is Main Street. Down on Main Street, it make it reminds me of when I used to play pool. They, because they've had it on the jukebox. And that's the other thing, too. And you think of songs that kind of recall a memory. Main Street was one that they had on the, on the jukebox in the pool hall. We'd be up there late at night and, and just with the neon and, and the people walking in. And dude, and the part where he says, you know, the the, the pool, and say the pool starts in the Hustlers or something like that. Yep. Dude, that's such a good song, man. Ooh, what are you doing? The uh, Bob Seger... Was a total badass. Oh, yeah. In 1970, by 1985, yeah, like he was, he was 1977. Yeah, he was Hugh Jackman, and in 1985, he's like uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember standing on the corner at midnight. It's the best song. Trying to get my courage up. God bless America. There was this long, lovely dance in a little club downtown. Now, here you go. What? Sundown? Gordon Lightfoot? Yeah. That's a good one, too, man. So good, man. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old time movie about a ghost in a wishing well in a castle dark or a fortress strong with chains upon my feet. You know that ghost is me. I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost that you can't see If I could read your Oh, <laughs> yeah Oh, this is a good Jerry one, Rafferty. dude Hell yeah, dude Yeah this Come on I crank it up and I sing this thing out. 1978. 
I was four. Jeez. I was one. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> At the radio station, the PD would be kicking the fucking door down. <laughs> Changing it, I'm just telling you. Like I, that's where my brain's going. My grandma, my mom's mom, loved Rod Stewart. She said it was a handsome devil. This was her favorite song. Easily top twenty songs. It's a brilliant song. I can't do the tops. Wake up, Maggie. I think I got something to say. To close out your fucking room. Keep you amused, but I feel I'm being used. Oh, Maggie, I couldn't have tried anymore. You led me away from home just to say you're from being alone. You stole my heart, and that's what really hurts. We have to get to work at some point in time, right? Yeah. Come on, George Harrison, though. Dude, this is a good, this is a banger, dude. Dude, I can sing, I love to sing this song. It's such a fucking good song. You don't even have to be Christian to sing this song. No. 1970. I'm going to come back to it. I swear to God, don't. I have to read to you the first, the number one comment, according to YouTube. Okay. Somebody by the name of Bear. Okay. That's it, Bear. Not even capitalized. Okay. There is still pureness in this world as long as this song remains listenable. I'm telling you. Come on. I'm serious. It's a good one, man. I really want to see you. Really wanna be with you. Really wanna see love, but it takes so long, God. My sweet love, my love, my love. I really wanna know 
I think I could do this like forever. Yeah. Two more and I'm calling it. Okay. Road trip. This is a good road trip song. Yeah, it is. At night. Yes. Or right before sunrise. Yeah. Okay. White Rabbit. Give me one more and we'll be done. Okay. I gotta hear the opening though. Okay. Heaven from hell Blue skies from pain Can you tell a green field Of a cold steel rail A smile from a veil Do you think you can tell This is art. You almost can't. I don't know. You can't listen to Pink Floyd just anywhere. Yeah. Do this is it. Okay, this is it. Last do, one. Do join together by the Who. You don't like it? You don't like it? Why not? Didn't do anything for you? I feel like this is like we took a step down. What? Then do Eminence Front. Eminence Front's good. We have to end on a 
on a rocket, dude. On a banger? Yeah, this has got to be like 10 pounds of C4. Here we go. I don't know what this is. Hang on. Only car we see all day, they try to run us over. <laughs> 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 Just in Chicago, man. At least it wasn't hot out there. We're gonna die of heat frustration out here. Play something else, we please. That's desert music, man. <laughs> Is this the banger? This is, this is bringing you into the show. Okay. This is your theme song. Dude. The Brett theme song. Do you not recognize it? Down the bottom? Folks, I'd like to sing a song about oh, you. About me. Oh, I'm an asshole. Yes. About the way our American hearts beat way down in the bottom of the I remember when this first came out. It was huge. About that special feeling we get in the I'm an asshole. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm the one that turned my friends on to the uh, cancer's gonna. What was it? No cure for cancer special. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a regular Joe with a regular job. I'm your average white suburbanite slob. I like football, porno, and books about war. I got an average house with a nice hard wooden floor. My wife and my job. Is this the banger? No, this is your this is your theme song. Okay, let's go. We're done. No a, banger. You sent a rocket to the freaking moon. Okay. Ah, here uh, we go. Mm. Done and done. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. Rocket to the moon. Come on. Road trip song? Yeah. Highway to hell? Yeah. Hey, it's Manager Until Midnight. Tonight, we're giving away those tickets. Two tickets to paradise. You got to be caller 10. Coming up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But you can't fade it down and like just come in with it. And welcome to the show. Bow, 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 bow. Can you fade it through the computer? <laughs> Maybe eventually. No stop signs, speed limit. Nobody's gonna stop us now. Let's go, we 
And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing the lazy <laughs> buffalo cabins and cash. That's and later on, most doing. affordable cities for family vacations. I'm Brett. That is not our story. Why? Because. Why? A, it was clunky no, as was it? hail. Because you started laughing. Ready? Three. No. Two, three. Two. One. Are and you ready? See, <laughs> <laughs> so you get me all pumped up, ready what to freaking walk through a plate glass window. And you're like, now hang on a second. Come on, dude. I played me and my old lady, and you didn't get excited about that at all. You told me you were going to send me to the moon in a rocket ship. Yeah. It wouldn't have been a, it wouldn't have been ACD. It wouldn't have been that song. No. It wouldn't have. Let's go. It is Three. a great road It is a great song, road. It is. I'll give it. It's, it's okay. Credence. You love doing this. What? Top five. Mm. Best road trip songs, must-haves, your desert island of road trip songs. Your Mount Rushmore of top five road trip songs. Go. When are we driving? Right now. Almost sundown. Peaceful, easy feelings. Gotta be in there. Nice. Um, uh, more than a feeling, Boston. Nice. I Probably approve. Number, that's what, two? Uh, three. Let's go. Let's go all the way. Got it. No, I think we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Who else? Who else? Who else? I've got a bunch of them just floating through. I'm trying to grab one. That's two. Um, number three. You're not thinking Sly Fox, though? Let's go all the way? No. Uh, number three. Oh, um, telephone. Telephone line. Yellow. Yellow? Yeah, okay. Uh, that's three, right? Yeah. Four. Let's go. I'm trying to nail down bands now. Why did you do this to me? Steely Dan. Um, Steely Dan's a good this time of day road trip. Yeah, I would say. Uh, okay, we'll go. Uh, can I can I borrow from that? I'll go Steely Dan. Um, uh, Ricky, don't lose that number. Ricky, don't lose that number. Yeah. No. Uh, especially this time of day. Is it morning or? And then number five. What would be a number five? Road trip song because I'm trying to find songs that are kind of middle of the road. They're not real heavy. They're not too hard. Not too fast. Because uh, that's what I want. I don't want to drive quick. I'm just trying to. You know what I mean? You're just trying to breathe it in. Breathe it in. Number five. Breathe it in song. Breathe in the air by Pink Floyd. Breathe in the air. No, let's go. Um, Black Magic Woman Santana. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're positive that I see. I can give you five. I don't know that that's my top, but those are ones that are middle of the road. But you're positive this one's not making your list. Although it does remind me of that opening reminds me of Faith No More. The uh, what's the name of the song? When did, this move, when did this song come out? It's got to be 80, early 80s, right? 85, probably. Licenses. 85, 86. Oh, Faith No More, We Care A Lot is what the beginning of it reminds me of. We care a lot. Remember that song? Yeah. Right. You know, I really liked Faith No More's cover of Easy. That's a good one. They did a they, damn they did, good they did job. A damn good job with that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, you ready? All right, man. You ready? Three, 
two, one.